With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. And if you're listening to the show this Saturday, this is a first. This is a first where the guy on my, if you're looking at your screen, it's your left, I believe. We have Brian Anthony Davis. What's up? Who's bad? <laughs> Lance, this is a long time coming. We've done a show together with uh, Jeff and Dave, but we have never done a show just uh, you and I, a duet, I guess you can call it. See, you know, I wanted to bring bad on the program uh, this Saturday morning, another episode of Breakfast with Big Swap, because bad is starting to get on the bad side. And bad is starting <laughs> to... Uh, He's starting to echo some of my opinions. We had a pretty uh, raucous live chat this morning between the BTSC podcasters. And uh, Bad is starting to channel his inner Bad. You know, where is that coming from, Bad? Like, you're, you're starting to become Bad on the show. You know, you know what? I was, uh, I was just trying to play solitaire. That's all I wanted to do on my phone. I was relaxing. I was playing solitaire. <laughs> and I was, I was doing something else, too. I was... Uh, I found this site where I can get, uh, you know, top hundreds from like forever for uh, contemporary hit radio for uh, like American Top 40 and the Billboard magazine and now uh, Radio and Records. So I was like going through it. I was writing. I was back in the 80s having a whole lot of fun. And then all of a sudden I just heard bing, 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 bing. <laughs> and then it's like you guys arguing with Dave, you, Lance and, and Dave just arguing over <laughs> Matt Tyler. <laughs> well, you awesome. know. Well, and then finally, I'm like, all right, I've got to join in and just, uh, <laughs> just because you have a reputation, Lance, as the thread killer among my my friends. If they have this thread going on too long, I just throw in a comment that's going to kill the whole thing, and they're like, all right, we're done. So yeah, that's that, what that's, I try to do there today. That's hilarious, and that and that's the nature of opinionated guys that have a passion for Steeler football. So that's why I want to bring you on bad. And I want to welcome anybody else who's listening this morning. You know what to do. Like the program. That helps us when you do a search for Steelers via uh, in YouTube or in your podcast feed. It helps us tremendously. Um, also, if you want to get your question, let me make sure I'm looking at the live comments here. Hit the, uh, the Super Chat feature. Um, and, and we will see those, and we will get uh, to those as they come in. What's up, Wes Hickok? Um, and Wes said it's the dark side. Get it rid. Get rid your. Uh, get it right. I don't know. I can't read this morning. Um, 
and my eyes are bad and I'm getting older. So I think it's, it's a, a combination. It's a combination of all those things. Come on, Wes. You, you can't you, you can't have typos this early. So you know, Lance, I, wanted, I actually yeah. I actually had an opportunity to talk to Wes on the phone this week. Oh, what's you up, know, Wes? It, it was it was an absolute pleasure to go ahead and talk to Wes. And uh he might be doing some stuff with us in the future too. So fantastic. But uh you know, it's great to uh connect with everybody that we have here in the live chat. I love our BTSC family. It's absolutely fantastic. And you guys, you and Dave, did you did it with Dave as well? Some of the live stuff when you guys went to the games, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh I I went with uh Dave on his ticket and he invited me to go up there and we met with uh Mr. Tone Deaf too. Tony Defio came down and we did a couple uh live spots with him outside of the stadium. He didn't go to the game and then he wanted to go home and watch it on TV. So he actually had a ticket. One of our listeners, one of our uh, viewers too, was going to give him a, a free ticket. And he's like, nah, I'm just going home. So uh, we, uh, <laughs> and then inside the stadium, we hooked up with some viewers and we had a great time uh, doing the live stuff. We even went live from the gateway clipper on the way over. That's awesome. That's awesome. You weren't too far from my neighborhood. My neighborhood is right there. I live in Manchester. I probably grew up, you know, maybe about 10 minutes, maybe five minutes from Heinz Field. Literally from Heinz Field, I could walk. Oh. I mean, I, I, that's how close I grew up to Heinz uh, Field. But let me switch reels. And the topic of this particular show is how important is the running game to Big Ben's comeback? Now, before we jump into that, I want to ask you a question, Bad. You got it. What do you think were Ben's three best seasons? Now, I broke those down in, in a couple of ways for myself, but I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think were the three best years that Ben Roethlisberger has had as a quarterback in the National Football League? You can are do it anyway, stats, winning, whatever. Just give me, what are your three best years? Do they have to be consecutive? No, they don't have to be consecutive. Just his three best seasons as a professional. Okay, I would tell you, 2007, Mike Tomlin's first year, Ben was absolutely spectacular. He didn't really have the uh, high yardage numbers, but the touchdowns to uh, interceptions, 32 to 11, were uh, were incredible. And he really, uh, that's when he was really coming alive, as far as I'm concerned. Another year that I look at is uh, 2009. Now, that was the uh, Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl hangovers. And there was definitely a hangover there. They did not make the playoffs. In fact, they had that five-game losing streak late in the year, where uh, that was the unleash hell year when uh, before <laughs> Oakland and like losing yeah. Cleveland in Cleveland on Thursday night. It was just a disaster. But he had a great season. One of my favorite Ben years, though, I would probably say would be uh, 2014. And the thing about 2014 is he. That's the closest he got to 5,000 yards before he actually eclipsed it in 18. But in 18, he had over 5,000, but lots of interceptions. This That year in 14, he was just really accurate. He was absolutely amazing. Um, the uh, But he had Le'Veon Bell. Like you were, I, I don't want to ruin what you're going to say, but uh, he had the running game, and then it went kaputski because Bell goes down. Let me give you, it's interesting that you hit those years. So you said 7, 9, 14, and 15. You said 15, correct? I didn't say 15, but I would agree with 15 because uh, he was on in 15 as well. He actually got hurt. I mean, his numbers are a little lower in 15, but you got to remember that was the Michael Vick year and right. a Landry Jones year where I guess Ben missed about four games or so. Now, I broke it down in terms of rating yards per game and TD passes. And I just randomly picked those. And it's interesting that our years kind of jive. And so what I did was in terms of rating yards per game and TD passes, I took his best. Ben's best rating year is the year, the first year you came up with in 2007. His rating that year was 104.1. His running back was Willie Parker, who had 1,300 and 16 yards. Now, as I go through these years, it, some things are going to start to to resonate and make sense here. 2014, you didn't list that year, but in terms of rating, that was his second best year. 103.3. Lev Bell, Mr. Butt Naked and Robbed. 
1,361 yards. 2009, rating 105, 100.5, Mendenhall, 1,108 yards. We see in each of those years where his rating were the highest, he had 1,000-yard rushers. Now, in terms of yards per game, you listed 2014, and that's the third in terms of his best yards per game average. That's number three in his career. That's the year that you accurately cited that he had 4,952 yards. Again, that's the Lev Bell year where Lev Bell ran for 1361. They went to the wild card game that year and lost in the wild card game. His best yards per game year was 2015. He averaged 328 yards a game passing, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's 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 a nutso number there. He almost threw for 4,000 yards that year. Bell averaged 4.9 per carry in Williams averaged 4.5 yards per carry. And in 2018, where he threw for 320.6, the running game, he had Connor. Connor was a pro bowler that year. So in all those years where his yards per game were the best in his career, he had really good running back play. In terms of TD passes, his best year was 18 at 34, 14 32 in 2007 32 and again connor was a pro bowler lev bell 1361 rushing and parker had 1316 i think what we're seeing bad is in ben's best years and i think as we look at these we might say that 2014 was his best year 2014 his rating was 103.3 threw for over 300 yards per game Threw for 32 touchdown passes, and they went to the playoffs. They lost in the wild card, but they were 11 and five. We see bad that in all of those years, he had very good running back play. So let me ask you the question: How important is the running game to Big Ben's comeback? Well, obviously, it's uh, it's pretty important. And I was originally going to say it's important, but I think Big Ben is more important to the running game than the running game is to Big Ben. However, as we're talking about that, I think back to 2007 where you mentioned where they had a Pro Bowl season from Willie Parker. But the problem with that year, that was Mike Tomlin's first year. They went to the playoffs. They lost to Jacksonville in a fantastic game on a Saturday night. Four um, six. Oh, yeah. But they did not have Willie Parker in that game because Willie Parker had that, that massive – um, I think it was a leg break against Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, St. Louis, the Rams on Thursday night in week 15 or week 16. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but then they lost him for the year. If Willie Parker's there, do they go farther? Yep, probably. In 2014, do they go further because uh, they lose on Sunday night football? They lose Le'Veon Bell to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the next week, they're going with Ben Tate that's only been with the team for two days against right, Baltimore, and they lose in the playoffs. So it's probably really important to him. Um, however, what I'm going to say here is I think the running game needs Big Ben a little bit more just for the fact that he's throwing the ball and they're not keying on them. I still think Big Ben can make it work without the running game being as strong but I think they work together. I think they're they're cohesive. But uh, to answer your question, I think they're uh, Big Ben's much better when he has a stud running back. Now we talked about, or I talked about a little bit yesterday with Jeff, and I, you know, the topic of the show yesterday was, um, yeah, I said it. Steeler Nation has to be patient with Big Ben, and I think Steeler, and and that's going to be impossible. I mean, we know. We know, Brian, that, that Steeler Nation is not going to be patient with Big Ben if they don't start out winning. I mean, I mean, you know it. I don't think Steeler Nation will call for Mason Rudolph or Devlin Duck Hodges, and I have my camo hat on. Um, I, don't, I don't think they'll call for those guys to replace them, but we know Steeler Nation won't be patient. And some of the points I brought you up You know why, that, Lance? If I could interrupt you, you know why? Yes. It's the Janet Jackson effect. What have you done for me lately? Absolutely. That's all we care about. And that's all we care about. And, and and that's all Steeler fans should care about. I mean, it's a it's a franchise that has six championships. Everybody realizes Ben is in his last two years. 
or potentially his last two years. And, you know, I, I wanted to pump the brakes on the nation just by saying he hasn't played a football in a competitive atmosphere when the season starts, if he makes it to the season um, healthy, like in a year. And so we we kind of got to pump the brakes, and that's why I'm thinking, and, and the self-doubt, and can he play, and can he come back? And that's why I'm really keen on that the running game has to really pick him up. He has to lean on the running game, I think, more than he typically would early in the season this year because he just hasn't played football a long time. And he has to get back. He has to develop a rhythm continuity with with his receivers again like all that has to restart and reset and as much as we may think that's easy I think it's probably going to be more difficult than people think and there's going to be a lack of practice time because of certain situations that are going around the world with the global pandemic and so that's why I think that the important game that the running game is going to be extremely important to Big Ben. And I do agree with you that they complement each other, but I think he's going to have to lean on it a little bit more this year because he's coming off of injury. Do you see any parallels with um, this season, maybe mirroring his idol, John Elway, John Elway late in his career when he leans on Terrell Davis? That was something we talked about yesterday as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know what? That's that is a great comparison. Yeah, I I could see a mirror there. Uh, that's really when you have, uh, especially you have an older quarterback, and Elway was an older quarterback at the time. And I was uh, I was really watching a lot of Denver at that time. In fact, I was at the AFC Championship game in January of '98 for that '97 season. Still breaks my heart. Um, but I watched what he did, and I still think the Steelers had a a better team at the time. But Elway was able to, uh, I don't want to say you never want to throw in that game manage, but you could do so much more when you have a running back doing, um, helping you out so much, moving the chains, and then you come in and put a dagger through their heart with a pass to a Shannon Sharp or a McCaffrey or a Rod Smith or what he was doing at that time. So I could see Ben doing the same thing. And I really think that it's all going to come down, Lance, to not just health, but it's going to come back, come to the fact that the window, we keep talking about that word window. It's a two-year window. Every move that they made, Ebron, Wisniewski, um, bringing back McDonald, everything's for a two-year window right now. Um, we've talked about being all in. We've also talked about people not liking the phrase win now. But what it is, is... It's setting up, they're not going to tank in 2022 and just say, oh, we're completely rebuilding, but they're playing for a championship in the next two years, and it's got to happen, and the running back's going to help it, but if the running back, if Connor's not healthy and you don't have a guy to fill in for him to uh, go ahead and move the chains, then it's all going to be on Ben, and he's going to struggle a little bit more when it's all on his shoulders, so he needs that, he needs that piece of the puzzle, Lance. You know, in 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 a, in, a, in a way to honor the memory of, of Bill Withers, it just makes me think, as you say it, lean on me. And this is a question. This this is a time when Ben has to lean on, in my opinion, the running game early in the season as he reacclimates to it all. Because I think the worst case scenario would be the Steelers put Ben Roethlisberger in a position where he has to put the cape on. You don't want Ben Roethlisberger to have to put the cape on early in the season. So he has to lean on the running game. And even when Big Ben was Big Ben and Big Ben wore the cape and everybody was confident that Big Ben could walk on water, that if there was a comeback that he would have to make, he could do. Like when we have full-on confidence in Big Ben being that guy, when you look at these numbers in his best years due to rating yards and TD passes, he still had – 
an incredible running game. He had an incredible running game, whether he supported the running game or the running game supported him, be it as you see it, he still had really good backs and a really good running game. I mean, you got Willie Parker getting 1,300. You got Lev Bell playing fantastic football while he was there. Uh, Mr. Butt Naked and Rob, 1,361 yards. Mendenhall played fantastic football, you know, over 1,000 yards. Connor was a pro bowler. He's had had really good backs run for him over the course of his career. In 2018, he did. And then in December of that year, or actually November of that year, Connor goes down. And when Connor went down, it was, uh, I mean, he had, he had the studs at wide receiver. He had, uh, you know, uh, gummy Richards. He had Juju. Um, gosh, it's a candy thing. Juju and gummy. Um, he, he had that, he had that Vance McDonald working for everything, but the running game stopped. And that's where that, that, uh, losing streak came in and it just sabot. I mean, that was a first place team in the division and yes. it, and they tanked it's just cause they didn't have it. So if you want to go back to the bill withers, um, comparison, there's two more songs, just the two of us. If you think of big Ben and the running game and ain't no sunshine when she's gone, if you want to <laughs> yes. make she the running game. Yes. You know, there's sadness when she walks away. Uh, And looking at Dante Harris's comment, Dante Harris wrote, why not put the cape on from day one, Lance? We've been waiting all year. The time is now. And that was another point that I brought up is that the nation is going to be impatient. And one of the reasons why Steeler Nation is going to be so impatient with Ben Roethlisberger, but they need to exercise patience, was the woeful quarterback play last year. I mean, the before and after. It, it was like the reverse before and after. You got a guy that's 6'6", 245, in great shape, and the after is you're 6'6", 450. I mean, the difference is we're so stark in the quarterback play that Steeler Nation is just like, look, we want to see anybody that can throw the ball downfield and actually complete five or six passes in a row and actually play quality quarterback. It's going to be like, the difference between SD and HD. Steeler Nation is starving for quality quarterback play. But again, the running back and the running game has to support Big Ben. If Benny, no Jets, is the guy, it could get ugly. They need they need a healthy James Conner, in my opinion, for this to all work really well. And a healthy James Conner, a.k.a. the Terminator John Conner, I don't feel too warm and fuzzy about Conner being that guy to support Ben's comeback. So I think it's imperative that they take a back next year and they look high in the draft to take a really good back. What's your thoughts about the Steelers taking a dra- uh, drafting a running back early, second round, third round, really trying to go get that difference changer, that ma- that change of pace guy, that difference guy, difference maker guy in the running game? I think if the Taylors or the Dobbins are uh, in town at 49, it's going to be hard for them to pass up because you have seen a stud running back, a stud rookie running back come in and change a team's fortunes. We saw it happen with – uh Leonard Fournette, and we ran into Leonard Fournette in 2017 and twice ran into him in the week five and ran into him in the regular season. And that completely killed the season um, because of uh, running into him. And when I say killed the season, if they don't run into him in week five to the way in the manner that they did, they're, uh, they're going to have a higher seed. They're, they're going to end up having a higher seed. And then you run into him in that 45-42 game. He just completely crushed him as well. But here's the thing. If you can go ahead and bring a uh, rookie running back in to uh, – because running backs now, they're first-year wonders. They are – these guys, a lot of these come in ready – guys come in right now ready to play. Running backs aren't what they were back in the 80s, the 90s, or even in the, the first part of the aughts. But what they are now is they're they're set up to have the best parts of their career um, pretty much year one through four. 
Yeah, they're one contract guys. And I'm looking at the live chat while you're talking, Ben. I'm being called out. And guys are saying, didn't you say Ben is going to be Ben? And Wes jumped in and said, Ben's going to throw it 40 times a game. Now, I all I know that. I know that. And I did say that. But I'm just saying it is very important and, and critical for his comeback that he is supported by the running game. And if Ben tries to come back and put the cape on and throw it 40 times a game and trying to ring the statistical bell, the Steelers are going to have a long season uh, next year. The Steelers don't need that. They only need it when they need it. And it's to your point, Bad, that like the John Elway um, comparison, you know, make the plays when you need to make the plays. If you can, if you can get support, if you can dink and dunk it and get support from different pieces of your offense and still win, do it that way. Only put on the cape when you need to put on the cape. It, it's the classic proverbial um, phrase about uh, uh, the young bull and the old bull. And I won't say everything about y'all. You guys have heard it. The old bull runs down the hill. The No, the young bull runs down the hill. The old bull walks down the hill. You guys know what I'm talking about. But I mean, that, that, that's where it is. But let me jump into my, my, my next question for you. And, Bad, it, it is, how will COVID-19 impact the Steelers? Particularly, well, let me just ask you that. How do you think it will impact the Steelers? Well, it's going to impact the Steelers just like it's going to impact every every team in the NFL and every organized team as well, trying to set thing, things up. Because you need to get Ben in tune with somebody like Deontay Johnson and a little more with James Washington. Um, he needs to have rapport with uh, Eric Ebron as well. Uh, you've seen Ben in the past when he brought guys, when you brought guys in like McDonald his first year, it took a long time for them to establish rapport together. Um, it also, uh, it's also something that you could look at as far as him getting back to business too, because of, uh, you know, shaking the rust off. But there's another another thing that I think that actually might benefit the Steelers in a way, um, might benefit a team like the Rams in a way. You mentioned uh, before the show might benefit a team like the uh, the Ravens in a way too. If you're if you have a lot of stuff in place, then you're going to be in good shape. Now I just said that the Steelers don't have stuff in place, but when you're looking at a rookie, a first rounder coming in to try to help your team right away. It's going to be a lot harder to have them help your team right now without mini camps. If that doesn't happen, without uh, with without a chance to have a cohesiveness with each other. Now the Steelers don't have a first round running uh, first round pick because they have Minka Fitzpatrick. The Rams don't have uh, one because of Jalen Ramsey, but they don't have to worry about it because those guys are already established. You brought up a good point, Dad, when you talked about the lack of a first round pick also COVID-19 is nixing, you know, mini camp OTAs, all that stuff. Probably what you're only going to have is a training camp. I agree 1000% with you about it's going to impact Ben's developing a continuity and a rapport with new offensive players, as well as ones that are there, because that connection always has to be reestablished. You always have to reestablish it in training camp. That's why you throw. That's why you practice to get that locked in again. Just because you had it doesn't mean you're going to always have it. And to Logan DiLorenzo's point, he is correct 100%. It's not about running more when we talk about the running game, supporting Big Ben and his comeback. It's about running better and more effective. He's absolutely correct, and I agree 1,000%. It's about yards per carry. What's your yards per carry going to be? If they have a running game about four and a half yards per carry, Ben will come back and be deadly, which will open up play action, and he'll be deadly in that. But the thing that resonated with me when you were talking about um, the second-round pick and so on with Minka is that from a positional standpoint, I think because you don't have OTAs and mini camps and because the Steelers are kind of in this full go mode right now in the last two years of Ben Roethlisberger, that makes it to me when I'm thinking about it, it makes even more sense because of that 
to go running back in the second round because running backs are typically plug and play. The biggest issue when it comes with a running back, a rookie running back that you bring into your program is pass protection. If you have a running back that's pretty solid in pass pro and can pick up blitzes and will put his nose in and do that job like Mr. Buttnaked and Rob used to do was really good in pass pro, you can plug that guy in immediately with limited camps, limited OTAs, limited practice, and that player can have an impact quicker than probably any other position. What's your thoughts? I can't uh, I can't disagree with any of that because you know what you have somebody that's able to help help out the quarterback protect the quarterback make sure that uh that he's not getting touched but also you have a running back that is uh, moving the chains then you're going to be in very good shape. I think James Conner definitely could be that guy. The only doubt that anybody has with James Conner is his health. Nobody all this time, everybody that criticizes James Conner, nobody says that he can't play. He's he's obviously shown that he can play. I mean, the rap on him was that he couldn't pass protect. He showed he could do it a whole lot better, that he couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield. He started to do that, too, um, when he started playing. So, you know, I, I think they have the guy in place. It's just that big albatross hanging over their heads. You know, whether this guy's going to stay healthy, whether Ben's going to stay healthy for the whole year. And if Ben's not there, who's coming in for him? Um, you know, there, there's so much riding on health. But I will tell you this Ben is going to make, whether it's, you mentioned Benny No Jets. Um, or sorry, I got to do it like this Benny No Jets. Is that good? Did I, did I do it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. You, you mentioned uh, uh, Benny Snow Jr. Now, if we're, if we're talking about Benny Snow Jr., I think he could be a lot better running back just by having Ben Roethlisberger in there because they're not they're not going to be just uh, putting an eight in the box against any running back with Ben Roethlisberger there. And now that you have the pass cast- catching weapons, you have two tight ends that are could kill you. And I mean, Vance McDonald showed when he was with Jesse James that that was almost a thousand yard um, tight end. At the time, it was two guys, but that was a thousand-yard position. You put him with Ebron, the red zone is going to be really, really tough to handle. You're also going to have uh, the fact that you have Deontay Johnson, who's established himself as a bona fide future number one wide receiver. James Washington's still exciting. You know, Ryan Switzer gets better with Ben Roethlisberger there, whether you like whether you like him or not. Because I'm not a fan. Of what he does, he's still better. Derek Watt becomes a becomes a uh, a weapon as a uh, receiver out of the backfield too, with Ben Roeth- Roethlisberger in there. So when those guys are running around and try and getting open, that gives the uh, running backs a whole lot more room to run. You know, I could smell what bad was cooking until you said uh, uh, Ryan Switzer. Yeah, uh, I. Miss- I Mr. Get it. Electronic Football, man. That that guy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. That that guy, uh, oof. I don't know. He, it, it, it's, it, it's tough. The, the one last question I wanted to ask you, and we were talking about how COVID-19 might impact the Steelers. I think where the Steelers have an advantage, unlike a lot of teams, is that their coaching staff is pretty much intact. Everything's pretty much cohesive. All that is 
pretty much right. Even even uh, what is it? Matt Canada was the, is the new offensive coach. That's his name, right? Oh, Canada. Yep. You know, even there, I mean, bringing in a new coach. I mean, because coaches can can zoom, Skype, and all that stuff. That that's all mitigated. So that there's not a lot of moving parts. It's not like you have a new coach. You hire a new coach. Any of that stuff. So all that's pretty much solid now. I think me and Jeff will probably talk about it more on the show tomorrow. But, uh, you know, we went back and forth on the live chat about the offensive line, about a report that came out on a friend of the program, Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider, about there's allegedly a confirmation of what the offensive line will be next year. And let me give you, let me give guys, let me give you the offensive line going from left to right. Left tackle to be the Army Ranger, Mr. Villanueva. Left guard. It'll be Matt Filer, center Marquise Pouncey, right guard to Castro, and right tackle Chucks Okorafor or Chlorophyll. And um, when you mix Chucks and COVID-19 together, and I, I just don't like that. I, I don't like that they could potentially be moving two pieces at a time when there is going to be severely limited practice time. That doesn't feel warm and fuzzy to me. What's your thought about hearing that Chucks Okorafor could potentially be your starting right tackle? So you get two moves, right? Instead of just one, putting in Wisniewski as the guard, you're moving two positions. I, I don't feel really comfortable with it. What's your, at, at first blush, what do you think? Now, you know what? Um, I have uh, been outspoken about uh, Chiefs Okorafor uh, because I don't think that he is uh, the answer. I still think he, when he was drafted, he was, they mentioned the word project. And I just still don't think that uh, I still think he's is a project. And when I hear project, I just go, oh, no. Yeah, Zach Gentry last year was a project, too. Um, but the thing about a guy that's a project, bringing him in, I, th I think he's an open gate. Um, although he did play a lot better in the uh, regular season anytime he played than he did in preseason because he's awful in preseason. But and so that's the thing. The guy seems like he needs time to get together. Now, I will say this, and it's uh, probably an off-color joke, and people won't appreciate it. And I'm sorry, Chooks. I'm sure you're a lovely man. But if you were an ID IUD, Chooks, Sikorafor, we'd all be pregnant because you wouldn't block anything. <laughs> all right? I mean, so that's – he needs time. Now, I, in the past, one guy that we talked about the other night on the preview that nobody would uh, disagree that – he wasn't a good right tackle for the Steelers because he was, was Marcus Gilbert. I was very, I, I was very critical of Marcus Gilbert. And I wasn't with BTSC at the time, very critical of him going forward in, in the very first couple of years and what he offered at all. I hope I'm wrong. And I think Chuksakor for could be the kind of guy that could come in, play hard and learn how to play, but he needs that time. So getting back to COVID-19 and Chuks not having the time to hone his skill, it could possibly be really rough for the uh, newly crowned right tackle. Yeah, and that's why I, I that's why when I saw this, um, I, I'm hoping this is still rumor. I hope this is more rumor um, because I just don't like the two moves. With COVID-19. Now, I wouldn't like the two moves anyway, because, you know, two unknowns is worse than one. And with Wisniewski, if anybody watched Wisniewski play during the Chiefs playoff run, I mean, you'll clearly see one of the strengths of Wisniewski is pass protection, that he may not be a road grader, but Wisniewski is an excellent pass protector. And it just feels, I just don't feel good about moving, creating two unknowns, with this big unknown about a global pandemic and being able to practice and getting a young player prepared. And that's one of the big things I think how this pandemic will impact the Steelers and other teams is player development. I mean, I think it's really going to be a challenge for young players to develop under this environment and this atmosphere. So, you know, I'm with you. And one thing I will say about Marcus Gilbert is that, you know, Marcus Gilbert blocked, 
uh, Von Miller probably better than I've ever seen anybody block Von Miller. And I just can't see it in my mind. Von Miller, Chooks, Akora Ford, that just feels like, you know, that just feels like an open gate. I mean, that just feels like running my house and steal all my groceries. I mean, it just feels like it, it just I don't have warm and fuzzies about that move. But I will say this. They know more than we do. They've coached both players. They must have a good idea of what it will be. But I love the other P that you brought up because I don't know if you guys know, I have the three P's, price, pedigree, and performance. That's kind of how I try to frame every move that teams do. I love the additional P of project. But when you look at price, pedigree, and performance, when you're a draft pick, unless you're absolutely terrible, teams try to figure out ways to get draft picks playing time. And because from a, from a perspective is if they can get good value out of a draft pick, they don't have to go out and get a guy, right? It gives them some flexibility. It gives them depth, whatever. And it also verifies that their evaluation was solid, right? So I, I, I just don't know about it, but I think he's getting his opportunity due to pedigree. I think because he was drafted, that's probably why he's going to get an opportunity. And you know what? I agree that that happens a lot. Uh, one thing that I'll say is uh, they brought in Filer ahead of Chooks um, just for the fact that uh, they thought that he they were getting more action out of him. I'm not worried about Filer at all with uh, where he was rated. Moving him over to um, that, that uh, left guard position, I'm not worried about him at all because I think I know it's a position change, but he's been playing. He's played guard before. I think he's ready to roll there. Um, he did it last year as well. Um, you know, I, I know we're moving stuff around, but I, I think I, I'll disagree with you a little bit and just say it's the one guy I'm worried about and that's Chooks. But here's a question yeah. for you that would you feel a lot better about Chooks if Mike Munchak was his line coach? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, 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 I've talked to some guys and they don't, the, the guy that I talked to didn't think that the loss of Munchak was significant just because the assistant that was going to be the, the current offensive line coach was an assistant to Munchak and did a lot of work as well and learned how to coach and learn all of that through Munchak, that it was pretty much an extension of Munchak. So I'll go with that and say that 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 I I, I don't know um, in, in terms of that. But um, yeah, so it, I, I know I saw in the live chat. Um, oh, big up to. Can you pronounce this for me, Brian? I, I have no chance of pronouncing this correctly. I, I'm just going to go forward and go Sway Day. <laughs> sway Day. OK, you said Sway Day. So I'm going to go long E's. Sweetie. 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 So we're going to pronounce it two ways. Thanks for the buck. Sway day and sweetie. So that, that's how we're going to do it. When we don't know a pronunciation, we'll do it phonetically both ways with vowels being short and long. So hopefully we pronounced it correctly. Oh, well, Dr. Dre? Get... Day? Dre? Dre? Yeah, sway. No, oh, it could be like, yeah, sway day. Like Dre Day. Huh, maybe he has bars and lyrics too, unlike uh, Mr. <laughs> Butt Naked and Rob. But before we get out of here, Bad, what do you got coming up? What do you got queued up? I know you got something big queued up uh, about the draft. You want to tease that? Yeah, so uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, hey, the draft is less than two weeks away. In fact, two weeks from now, we are going to be talking about um, day three of the draft. So uh, we're going to be right in the middle of it. Uh, rounds uh four five six and seven two weeks from now but so uh it's draft time last year dave schofield tony De defeo and myself on the uh on the uh it was called the hangover back then and now it is uh um q a we are going to go ahead and do our mock draft but so it's where we go ahead and pick them now dave's not going to be on this year because of some other commitments but i'm bringing back uh we're we're bringing back uh, Nick Bellino, who helped me out during the playoffs, and we're also uh, bringing back uh, somebody that's helped us out uh, 
from the live chat, somebody that's helped us out behind the scenes with some stuff. And uh, I will go ahead and announce him on uh, Monday as well. He's actually in the uh, live chat as we speak. So I'm excited about that. We'll go ahead and we'll go pick. We'll go one to 32. We're also going to pick 49. So we'll have our mock draft and we'll take turns. Like maybe if, if I start out, I'll pick for Cincinnati and then we'll go on. So the next person's picking for the Redskins. Now, the next week, few days before the draft, it's going to be a chance for everybody in the live chat to be a GM of a team. So I'm just going to pick the first guy I see right now, Gyro. I see Gyro that just uh, wrote something about first round mock. Cool. So if Gyro wants to go ahead and I'm going to give the, uh, the email address on Monday's show, if Gyro wants to go ahead and register to be one of the first 32, he will get a team. We'll pick them out of the hat and we'll tell them which team that they're drafting for. And nice. then we'll go ahead and I saw Stan and Guy do this years ago. Um, I even tried to get involved in it. I remember back in 96, I saw them do this and I thought it was cool. I always wanted to do it here. So we're going to get 32 GMs from the live chat. So I'm going to want everybody to sign up. You know what? Heck, let's just start it now. This is what we're going to do. We're going to start it now. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to register and start signing up, it's BAD8889 at gmail.com. So we'll go ahead and I know I'm uh, really slow on this, but I will go ahead and put it in the live chat for you. Um, oh, actually, it is not BAD. I just screwed up. It's BA Davis 88 at gmail.com so go ahead and sign up for that and we will we will draw out of a hat and we will get you started so uh we'd love to get 32 in go ahead and pop it up on the screen so they can see it and just make sure that you can be on the show make sure that you're going to be available five o'clock the day uh the monday before the draft which i guess 2023 22 21 the 20th you know the best thing about this is that I'm not involved. You know I hate the draft. Yeah, so that's I, the best thing about this is that I am not involved because if you had me as a GM of a team, I'd just pick like 12 quarterbacks and just say, we're going to bring in 12 quarterbacks in the camp and we're going to figure it out that way. We we um, have to worry about that with Tony Defio because if you saw Tony's <laughs> April 1st uh, mock draft, which was absolutely hilarious. He was doing it because Tony does stuff to be the heel. He's uh Tony and I always joke that I'm the Ric Flair and he's the Arn Anderson. Um, so he loves the heel role as well. So he uh he put out a mock draft where he traded every pick the Steelers have for like three or four number one picks, and none for of them was Winston for Jameis Winston. Yeah, they because, they were because I've been called dead. a lunatic for teasing the Jameis Winston thing. So maybe somebody will trade every pick for Jameis Winston or something <laughs> or whatever. Well, you can't do that anyway because he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, before we get out of here, you know you know, I talked to Jeff in, in, in the live chat. I think you should have your own show. We should call it Bad Intentions, and it's where you're just totally off color about, and you can be the heel. We need BAD to live up to his name and be the heel because Dave and Jeff are positive. I'm the hater. I need someone in my camp so we can have a tag team match between the BTSC podcasters and Tony could be the referee. So, you know, I already, I got the brass knuckles under, I had the brass knuckles underneath the ring and and the, uh, (laughs) the powder that you throw in the guy's eyes. I got the bat underneath that. I got all that stuff underneath the ring. So when I, when Dave throws me over the top rope, I can get all that stuff and just hit Dave in the head with uh, some brass knuckles. But we need bad intentions. I, I tell you what, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know what? I, I'm one of those guys that I'll probably, I'm like Macho Man Randy Savage. You never know if he's a heel or if he's a baby face. He kind of just like uh, one week he's this guy, one week he's the next guy. I can see me doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need, uh, we we need you to be the hill bad. We I I like bad bad. I like bad bad. I like the hill bad. I, I like the hill. You like bad. two a.m. bad? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Mister two a.m. It is too bad we didn't get a chance to hang out of the day because you and I were right around the same age. And in fact, I had a, a buddy that went to CMU right at the same time you were there, and I'll talk to you 
um, I would go and visit them. So uh, maybe I did meet you. Who knows? I might have yeah, met you at a party. We probably were at Panthers Hollow Inn drinking Purple Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could see me drinking a Purple Hooter. I'm not sure what that is, but it would <laughs> yes, be awesome. Yes, at Panthers Hollow Inn. But we're going to get out of here, everybody. And you know the slogan, as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.